This content is only for adults. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. We're going to begin a little bit differently today and go directly to Joan. This past April 2nd, Our Lady gave a message, and I'm going to just quote a portion of that message before I introduce what we're going to be doing, today's Medjinomics. Our Lady said, Permit my motherly love to illuminate your hearts and fill them with love and hope, so that as a mother, I may soothe your pains because I know them. I experienced them. Pain elevates and is the greatest prayer. My son, in a special way, loves those who suffer pains. He sent me to soothe them for you and bring hope. Trust in him. On this day of April 2nd, I was speaking with Caritas Community, Ruth, who's in the Caritas Mission House in Medjugorje has been there for the past month and is going to be there for the next several months. And she's telling me stories about people that were coming into the Mission House that day. She's very excited because she saw that these words of Our Lady had become life in the Caritas Mission House. 
the, the stories that people were telling her that were laying to her were so dr- connected to the words of Our Lady that there was great joy that she was experiencing. And so I thought it would be good for a friend of Medjugorje and Ruth to have a discussion with each other to kind of draw out those stories. And that was recorded on April 2nd. And so we wanted to play that recording right now. Okay, we're joining Ruth and Medjugorje today on the second of the month and just kind of get a synopsis of what's happening there in Medjugorje right now, and especially the Mission House. Well, today was a really incredible day in the Mission House. There was mostly, I would say, Croatians that came in, and it started off with two young men and a woman that came in. And they didn't speak the best English, but one man was able to communicate with me. And he told me that he uh, was from the village of Vukovar. Of course, Vukovar was, during the war, was one of the villages that was hit very severely, and there was a, a lot of atrocities and so forth there. And I think that we mentioned that in the war diary that friend of Medjugorje did during the time that the war was taking place in the early 90s. And he asked if we were aware of it, and I said yes, and I spoke about, you know, all of these booklets that a friend of Medjugorje had them all translated because he has the Croatian people in his heart, and he does not believe that they understand the importance of their role in Our Lady's plans. And he immediately jumped on that and said that that is very true. Well, then he started going through and picking different things up. And I walked into the other room to talk to somebody else. And all of a sudden, I heard him doing things like, woohoo, and, and <laughs> really, like, excited. And I went back in, and he was like a little kid. And he was pulling things off the shelf, and he was saying, this is for my prayer group, and and he was taking books and that, and his other two friends were just laughing at him because he was so full of joy, and he just kept doing, yoo-hoo, wow, oh, wow, and this kind of thing, and and there was such a joy in him, and he was so happy, and he spoke about how he has a prayer group in Vukovar that meets every Monday night with 150 people that they pray together, and he promised that they would start praying for a friend of Medjugorje in the community, that the Mission House may continue, because this is such an important thing that is being done here, and he probably hugged me 10 to 15 times. (laughs) He was so happy, and he just said, this is a miracle, and he says, this is like Christmas and Easter all put together as one. And I was really taken aback by the joy that he was exhibiting. But once he left, I had a few minutes before the next group of people came in, and I was looking over the message again of today and how it spoke about pain elevates, and it's the greatest prayer. And I thought, wow, these people really, what they suffered through, and even if they didn't, they were, you know, young, but they had families who probably died in the midst of this, and there was such a joy within them. It was really incredible that they were able to exhibit that. Well, what happened was he was with a group of about 70 people on a bus, and the whole bus loads came in throughout the whole day, and there was not one of them that was not joyful, that was not so thankful, that was not... They're they're all Croatian? All Croatian. 
all from the Vukovar area. Like one woman came in and she just started going through everything and I heard her start laughing and she comes on to my side and she has the book, How to Change Your Husband in Creation. Yeah, we see that often in your house. People <laughs> pick that up, especially in Creation, and start laughing. And so she says... They, they take it more literally. They say, well, how do I do that? How am I going to change it to somebody else? Exactly. But what she, <laughs> what she said was, how to change your husband? I need this. But then she said, or is it really how to change myself? And I just looked at her with a big smile. And she Wisdom. Says, and she says, I'm going to start praying for that right now. And she ended up with a bag full of stuff and just was so happy. And she said, thank you. Thank you for what you do. This is so wonderful. And um, and then you'd hear, you know, like they would come in five or six at a time. And I heard uh, a group of them saying, this is super, this is such, this is super, a super store. And it was like that all afternoon long. They just came in and they couldn't believe that the material was free. So it was really a beautiful day. And the joy within these people, I was taken aback. They really appreciated. It taught me a lesson. Um, well, you know, we always... The goal we've always had here, I've always felt, is we need to reconvert the villages of Missouri and the creation people. Or they came for them, and they really actually have been in the back of the bus, sidelined, and got caught in so much of things and then follow and failures on themselves. And this material, our purpose now, what, 70, 80, maybe 100 short mm-hmm. books, plus other materials and all the messages we put for the first time starting last year and this season now beginning, then we start saturating the village, even giving it out and going to the village and giving it to them. And we're hearing repeatedly, this is what we've been waiting for. So, Well, and, and also they are very touched that there's somebody who cares enough about them to do this. It's hard for them to comprehend that it's somebody that they don't know, somebody, you know, all the way from the United States who has it within his heart to care enough for the creation people to make this available for them and that we're praying for them and they're very touched. And I've heard more than once that uh, people say this is a miracle. This this is a miracle. The creations were chosen by Our Lady to this day, if her lady's in France or she's here in Alabama or she's in Italy, wherever she is, she speaks Croatian. The only time she steps out of that is when she speaks in her mother tongue. So that's the statement in of itself. If Medjugorje, the Croatian people, the villagers themselves lose ground, we all lose ground. And we have lost ground in the village. One of my impetuses to do this is because I know that Medjugorje needs reconversion. And we've had the luxury of Our Lady here almost 200 times teaching and walking with us, showing us, even saying before through Maria to us, don't take certain steps. We were a fortunate people. We've been guided by her and we've been blessed and responded. We just had a construction crew here working for two weeks. They're Hispanic. They came from Texas. They are completely won over, completely blown away by this way of life. We had somebody else drive up today from the rosary who didn't know anything. They came to Mother Angelica's funeral. They didn't know anything about us. They heard about us. They came out totally blown away. They were shocked at the building. They were shocked at the kids. They were shocked at everything. And they left here with bags of material and CDs to listen on the way back home to Florida. And so we're positioned and we're readied for reconversion and reintroducing to Medjugorje, first to the creation 
and then to the rest of the world. And when one creation is touched and they own a pantheon and they change back to where the roots were, then everybody going to that pantheon is affected by it. And those people who come to the pantheon or the hotels, what, it's, what that means, they come from all the world. So we felt the first language to really saturate outside of English is creation. Well, and, and the exciting thing is, is that, you know, how we do the message cards for the second of the month and the 25th message. And today we gave out more Croatian message cards than any other of the other languages, including Italian. Well, you know, we've had June 25th anniversaries where in one night we gave away 15,000 of these cards. Mm-hmm. Now, these are gold embossed cards equivalent to a Hallmark card that sells for anywhere from $2.50 to 3 or 4 $5 a piece. I would class this probably at $3 a piece. Figure $3 times 15000 And they cost us money. And people who don't have helped support this, plus our overhead and the way we operated with the retooling has given us the ability to produce things cheaper than we could do in China. So it's a joy. You also had Kathleen talking to you about some stories today, I understand. Yes. and uh, Kathleen's been a friend of the mission. She was here with us with 88, with Maria here. I and Kathleen, and there's maybe only one other person, kind of grew up with Maria from all the way back in the 80s. So we've known each other for a long, long time. We have a lot of history together, traveled together, doing things with Maria together. I was just with Maria for two weeks, and our paths are intertwined all together. Well, she was just sharing with me some stories in, in the early years, and she spoke of one that I had never heard of before where Maria and several of her friends, including Kathleen, were traveling through Spain, and it was getting close to rosary and apparition time, and they said that the fields were beautiful there and that they really wanted to do a rosary and apparition time in one of the fields, so they finally got off the road and went into this field and knelt down and started to pray, and when Our Lady appeared, Kathleen said that she immediately left and that Maria jumped up and she said, hurry, hurry, we need to get out of this field. And as they were running, Maria was saying, Our Lady said when she appeared, she waved them and said, hurry, my children, get out of the field. This is a field of bulls. And it was these wild bulls with the big horns that are crazy. And so they had to run. And as she said that these bulls, they actually saw the bulls and they started running after them. And that when Our Lady appeared, she was like waving her hands like, hurry, children, get out, get out, you're in danger. And I had never heard of that before, that Our Lady actually would move them along and tell them, get out, you're in a field of bulls. It was pretty funny. Yeah, well, she said, people say, well, that, that's the kinds of things people might reject that person over. Really? Our Lady just told you today, if you believe in the message, I experienced it. I experienced pain. She's got cognition living on the, on the world. You don't think there was times that in her little village or in Nazareth that her neighbor may have got kicked by a donkey or something happened? Animals, when you're around that, you're going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. My wife and I, several years ago, were, was in uh, Mexico. We've always do things we probably shouldn't do, but we're riding across the countryside just to get lost. And we see this big old field, and we see a truck out there with the tire taken off of it with the shaft going out to run like a PTO machine, which made bricks out of mud. It was pretty awesome. So I wanted to see it and take some pictures. So I go out there and we see bulls out there just on an 
in the pasture, but separated from us, just going crazy. And so we left there, and later we went to a bullfight, our first bullfight, the only bullfight we've been to, and we saw the matadors. I went to look where the bulls were, and we'd already watched two or three matches, which is pretty incredible. But the bulls in there, we've been around cows. We got them here. We got bulls. We got one bull here that would chase people. But these bulls are demonic. I started talking to one of the Mexican men there, watching them. The thing was going crazy. And they wasn't talking to them. They wasn't doing anything. And he explained that these are a special breed of bulls and that they're bred to be mean. He said, when they drop out of the mom's womb, you better get away from them. They're vicious. They're totally insane. And you would say, maybe possessed with meanness. And I couldn't believe the way this thing was acting just in this corral. And so it's not toned by the matador when they get out there. These things will kill you. And so I asked him about that, told him the day before where we were. And Phil, he says, you don't want to go in no fields here. These things will kill you. And so if you've ever seen anything like the running of the bulls, you understand. But isn't it beautiful that Our Lady knows danger and she lived this life? And certainly there was times Jesus might have been endangered. Because if you live in a gray area of life, there are things that you're going to get hurt. We get our kids here kicked by horses. One of the teenagers here years ago got kicked in the head in crossfire between two horses. So this is a beautiful story that our ladies entering right into our life. And and many people think of the apparitions where our lady's here with the hands folded. She's coming here just to pray. She's entering into our life when she was human and she wasn't having visions. God himself, this Christ child, entered into her life. He existed and pre-existed way before her, but it just shows you today how we've seen here with the apparitions with Lady, the beauty of being with her, going to Florida or doing this or doing things. You've heard many of these stories that Our Lady has a side of us, what she said today, I experienced it. And this is what's so beautiful about the message today. Anything mm-hmm. else? You got no, I think us? that's it. Okay. Well, we just wanted to get a little bit of touch from Ms. Goria and the beauty of being there of Going back and forth, talking several times a day, keeping up with Medjugorje. It's progressing in our lady's plans. At the same time, Satan is progressing in silence in Medjugorje on a lot of avenues. A lot of people, well, bishops, will not let any of the visionaries. Ivan's not going around diocese, which is complete sin, which is going to show up as a sin, that we had these apparitions in the time of grace where thousands could have attended and thousands could have converted, but it did not because of the lack of freedom that the church gives us, that's our guarantee for private revelations, and yet they're being stopped. Tragic. I was just going to say that sparked a thought in my head about there has been some people coming in, Croatians who have been coming in, who are looking for materials that they can give to others because of this whole thing, that there's this controversy about Medjugorje and even within their friends in Croatia and in their families, that there are people questioning, believing, or following Medjugorje anymore. And so they are looking for materials that they can give to them, higher truth and 10 facts. But there are a few things that we don't have translated into creation yet, but I think it's going to be coming in June that if they understood enough English, I gave it to them, and they were very, very happy Mm -hmm. about that because they're stuck in knowing how to defend Medjugorje with all that's being said about the Church right now. Well, higher truth and 10 facts, both those writings debunk the lie that we can't spread Medjugorje, promote it, follow it, and be with Our Lady. Don't let anybody tell you 
Because even Croatians, I, we've seen, I've seen that. I've, I talked to Maria just a couple of weeks ago in Italy about some of this, are believing this lie. And it's not true, and they can't be stopped. And we won't be stopped. Our lady's raising up her apostles. The church has its apostles, the shepherds. And these are two separate groups working for the same goal. But because one is so infected and so weak and so political and correct, so silent, they don't speak, that she's come to give voice and empowering a people that she says, you are my apostles. My son has his apostles. Pretty big things, pretty big statement. So some are blind to this because they would infect with what's wrong with the church today with their mindset, Medjugorje. That's why it's not been approved to desist infection. Our Lady does not want the walk in the church now to infect her following because we're to grow and become what the church will be. Okay, Ruth, we'll say goodbye to you unless you got something okay. else you'd like to say. No, just I'm praying for everybody and we'll continue and miss everybody, but uh, I'm very grateful for being here right now. All right, well, God bless. Pray for All us right. over there. Will do. Right, bye bye. All right, God bless. Bye bye. So that conversation took place a week ago on April 2nd. And we will now go into the read for today before a friend of Medjugorje picks up. This read has to do with the interview in that, in bringing up the story of the bull, Our Lady said to look and pray for the profoundness in her messages. She said, don't you see the signs of the times? And we can relate our time right now as Our Lady appeared to Maria and she's waving to her, quickly ends the apparition because Maria and her group is are in danger of being in this field of dangerous bulls. So we can see Our Lady waving her hands to us, saying to us, you are in danger. You need to change the direction you are moving in, whether you were talking about the United States or other nations. So the read today pertains to this. It's entitled, More Top Christians, U.S. May Vanish Like Babylon. America is continuing its descent to judgment, says Franklin Graham, who has a biblical warning for the United States that Americans could share the fate of the Babylonian Empire. The son of the legendary evangelist Billy Graham told the story of how the Babylonian king, Belshazzar, was shown the writing on the wall from God's hand, telling him his reign was over because he did not honor God. Graham concluded, What's the writing on the wall for America? As a nation, we are found lacking because of sin and disobedience to God's holy word. We have not honored him. If we don't turn back to God, I fear that our end will be near. Christian leaders and writers were quick to agree with Graham's warning. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, the best-selling author of The Harbinger, said, Sin leads to judgment. This law touches not only individuals, but nations and civilizations. To whom much is given, much is required. A nation that has been especially favored with God's blessings and the revelation of the word is much more accountable concerning judgment. 
This applies to America. Khan claimed America was founded out of the pattern of ancient Israel. He said, if America ever turns away from God and his ways, the blessings of God will be removed from the land and the judgments that came up on ancient Israel will come upon America. Khan argues that is precisely what is happening with continuing manifestations of judgment appearing in our time. He says God is in charge of the timing, but as it is now, America is continuing decisively in its descent to judgment. Mark Blitz, pastor of El Shaddai Ministry, said, It is said that one thing we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. The last 4,000 years of world history are full of the rise and fall of kingdoms. Many had their turns at the helm of history, but immorality, how they treated the Jewish people, or both, were always the cause of their demise. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel will bring all the kingdoms of this world in subjection to his leadership. He will put an end, not only to America's dominance, but an end to every kingdom as he sets up his rule. Christian author Bill Cloud said Christians have a special responsibility to look to God rather than any political leader. He says, I know we are in the heat of this political cycle, and there are a lot of Christians who think that if we just get the right guy in office, then somehow all our problems will be solved, said Cloud. Well, I don't think that any person, any party, or philosophy is going to save the nation. Scripturally, it says that if the land is to be healed, what has to happen is that God's people have to humble themselves, seek his face, pray, and turn from their wicked ways. And so initially, it's upon the Christians. The responsibility is upon the Christians to turn back to God in repentance and humility and to forsake our sins. Then we see these other things begin to fall in place. Then you'll see a spiritual renewal take place throughout the nation. And best-selling author Joel Richardson says, Do I think judgment is coming? Yes, absolutely. The day of the Lord is inescapable. Who can stand on that day? But we must remember that as the scriptures state, judgment begins in the house of God. Personally, I am seeking to repent myself and then to very solemnly call other believers to repent and get back to actually following Jesus as the early believers did. When we as a community truly do this, then revival will come to this nation. So we have this situation in Medjugorje where we have people converting through materials that Our Lady placed in our hands here in the United States of America. And it's why we've always prayed for the conversion of this nation because all of the nations are affected by it. There's things Our Lady wants to do in Medjugorje, cannot do in Medjugorje, that she came here, she could do here in Alabama through this mission that we are able to put it in the written form and send it back to Medjugorje and bring conversion to them. This nation is important because as go America, goes the world. And this is very simple. It said repentance. The solution for sin and the solution is repentance. The solution for unrepentant sin is consequences. And so this is what this writing is about. It's given us that we're suffering from a point of a denial of sin. 
Jesus has already paid the price. If we're repentant, if we pray, turn our face back toward him, he'll heal our land. And so it is we see Vukovar, these people who went through miserable situations, horrible situations, atrocious, and they're still trying some of the people that did it under war crimes. And here it is, they come all these years, been going to Medjugorje, no telling how many times from Vukovar, and they find something that's the answer for them. And that answer is a way of life incorporated through the messages, materialized physically. Our Lady did that here because she couldn't do that in Medjugorje. Are we above Medjugorje? No. We point to Medjugorje. We're a major billboard for Medjugorje and the major highway of the world who comes to us and say, hey, I can do this. So Our Lady's done some things this here that I began to see years ago that couldn't be done there. First of all, they don't get the freedom because they're still, even the communist mentality, even in, in the religious orders, about you can't do this, you can't do that. We got to do this, we got to do that. In America, we have more of a free spirit. If Our Lady says it, you're not going to stop us. And so Our Lady's released things, done things, made stories with us, weighed us in the apparitions. We've got stories like that, beautiful stories that would never even gotten out. Can you imagine Ivanka seeing hundreds of thousands of bodies floating down the river in Rwanda and they keep it quiet? Only we find out after it happens nine months later. That's atrocious. Release it. Don't be in fear. What if they're wrong? What's this going to cause condemnation or hysteria? We put it out. We will continue to put it out. We're no better than anybody else. But one thing we are is we give testimony that our lady's real and what she's doing and what she says has to be put in action. We're upside down and people are scared to stand up. We've had to stand up in Medjugorje. We had to stand up here. We had to stand up constantly for this mission at the expense of being persecuted. A professor in California just asked his class to start a dialogue about all black lives matter. Nobody spoke up. He mentioned again, let's, let's, what, what do you think about that? We just want to hear your impressions. Of what do you think about all Black Lives Matter? Let's have a class discussion. Nobody spoke. He couldn't get them to say anything. After school, college, university classes let out, he went to several of the people and said, what's the deal? How come you don't speak? He says, they start telling them, if we speak on this, social media will destroy our future careers. If we say one thing or give any comment, we're destroyed for life. Wow. And you think we got freedom? No, the enemy has freedom. The sin propagators have freedom. We don't. They have reversed things that we discriminate against them if we don't want to serve them for unbiblical ways, if it's a bakery or whatever, when in fact they're discriminating against us. These First Amendment rights in the class of the university, who's supposed to be free thinkers, are silenced. And this is what's happening. And we got the power. They're a minority. They have to get behind a company like PayPal or somebody like that to have a voice or, or Google. They have to use these people just like they did in North Carolina. We're not going to move to North Carolina because you just passed an ordinance that a man can't go into a woman's bathroom because he thinks he's a woman. So now all the people from American Airlines to Google to other companies are saying, we're going to boycott that. Is this the whole company? You think American Airlines is for that? 
No, you have some peace squeak that's entrenched themselves. Hey, economically, you can't be against discrimination. Who's discriminating? The right for little girls to go to the bathroom in peace and freedom in their own place, in the only place that they belong to. We are upside down on everything, and it's us who are being discriminated against by standing up for biblical principles that they say we violate them. We're at war. Things are separating. The dividing lines are coming, and we don't even see it. We completely placate. We give a megaphone to a corporation that's worldwide for these people to voice because they don't have the power without surrogating themselves and inserting themselves in these positions to speak for the whole company. Let's take a vote from America Airlines employees. Let's see what they say about it. All the moms and dads of pilots, they'd be totally against this. 99.9% of them would. And yet they say American Airlines, because their hub's there in North Carolina, and the governor's passed this orders to protect our children and protect morals that American Airlines is against us. I don't buy the lie. And so we need to wake up. We need to realize, because Vokovar was purified, and it was destroyed. They had Borak art. If you've ever been to a church that's Borak, it's unbelievable beautiful. It's like walking in the gates of heaven. There's some in Switzerland. There's a church there in Asilin. You can't even believe the church when you see it. They destroyed all this, every bit of it. And so the stories of Our Lady had purpose. When she appears and disappears and weighs them out of there, and I've seen these things, like I said on the talk with Ruth, these animals are demonic. And we have people who are demonic pressing their belief into our culture. They are to be protected while we on our moral walk are not to be protected. So who's discriminating against who? They're discriminating against us. The very principles of Christianity, the very walk of Christianity, the very ways that we have is to be discriminatory of what we choose to live and not live, that this is not good. Used to, you'd say, somebody has a discriminatory taste. As a Christian of a culture that we want to have, a wholesome culture, of a, of a safe culture, we have to have discriminating taste. That discrimination doesn't mean well, that's what you are, that's what you want to be, that's how you want to live. We're not going to discriminate against you. Yes, we are. But because if we don't, you'll discriminate against us. You're the outsider. We're the insider. We're the driver. You're in the back seat. Not because you're second in your human nature. You put yourself second in your behavior. And we have civil rules for all kinds of behavior. You can't run a red light. You can't go murder somebody. You can't be stealing things from your company you work for. And you can't break natural law. It's the same category, but even more perverted. So we have to recognize what is sin. And we are called to discriminate because somebody's going to discriminate. It's either us or those who advocate illicit behavior. It's not going to be neutral gender. It's not going to be neutral this or neutral that. One will be dominant and one will be submissive. And we are submissive and submissive and submissive. The question I pose to you now is this. How is over 95%, maybe 99% of the people submitting to these things that are not only degrading but abhorrent to those individuals, even if they're not a believer? They have no power. 
but they have power because we're not doing what we're supposed to do and we're not convicting. We don't accept these behaviors and we're to stand up to it. Frank? Yeah, when I think about uh, this scene of um, these kids during the apparition and the bulls coming at them, I, I hear the words I've heard you say many times, and that's that Our Lady doesn't do anything without a reason or purpose behind it. And now, we know Our Lady is Queen of Angels, and we know she could have commanded the angels to protect them at this important time. But what I see Our Lady showing us is that prayer without action is not enough, and it's not going to save us. And I think that the, the most important thing that I've seen come from these messages, and it's, to me, the only hope for America, and the, the best thing that has come from Our Lady coming is the community of Caritas. And I, and I really mean that, and I'll give an example of that, but one of the worst things, or one of the things that has probably been a huge agenda for the destruction of America has been the attack on the role of fatherhood and the attack on the family. And I see this from employing the youth for 30 years, and I know what they were like 20 and 30 years ago, and I know what they are today without this role of the father in the home. And so we have a mother that's you know joining community here where we are, and this is the most important action I believe that we take. And because we can see what Caritas community has done in the community springing from Caritas community, what they will do in the future. But she was raised in community. She lives how to change her husband. She's witnessed it being lived. I spent a lot of time with this family. Even her three children, five to eight years old, worked in my store last night. And the kids are so obedient that five to eight-year-old kids, usually they'd be more work than help. But it was really a joy to have them. They, they see this example of on earth as it is in heaven or this witness to God the Father. They know God the Father exists because they see their mother respect their father as she witnessed in community of how to change her husband, and which is much easier to live in community than it is out here in the world. But I, I've just been amazed by this. And so she had told me that Another thing she learned in community that she does every day is she gets up at 5 a.m. And her first half hour is prayer for her husband. And she said this has literally changed their life. And so this is what this, this vision says to me. And we know the first century Christians laid everything at the feet of their apostles to be in community. And if it was important then, as I see the, the, the youth growing up now without this role of fatherhood, that'll be the leaders in the future um, and the things that are coming economically. Also the, the bulls running remind me of how economies crash and how markets crash is there's the herd mentality. And once the herd begins to run, there is no power that's going to stop the uh, unraveling of a make-believe economy. And so these things to me, just as well as what we're seeing in prayer, Tell us how important the words of Our Lady are to be prepared and to prepare during these times and how important it is to physically prepare. And that's why Global Silver exists as a ministry. It's very important that it ain't going to happen as spread, and it's very important that the information and it ain't going to happen as spread. And it's very important for people that haven't done things to get out of the fiat money system, call us. And so give our contact information. For those that would like to talk to us, I'd be happy to, to help. And so 
You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Our lady said last week on April 2nd, I call you to keep trying to be an example of merciful love and hope. Now, what that says, those who don't want to change and want to change us, well, you're not merciful and you're not love. John displays in his book, in the Bible, that love, you might want to say merciful love, is best displayed by obedience. Alright, continued. Always pray anew for all the more love because merciful love brings light which breaks every darkness. Don't misunderstand what this statement says. Love is tough. Love is very difficult. And you have to be strong to love, to stand up to things. Because the first merciful love is offered to our children and the adults that we be protected. That's the first merciful love. And you're not being merciful for people who live illicitly and thinking that, well, we have to be passive and let them get their way because it's discriminatory not to. You do that, then you discriminate against Christianity. Remember always, there's no equal balance. There's no diversity that is leveled out. Every culture is brought down by the unmoral who comes up to invade the culture that's moral. And we lose the moral when we do not live the principles Christ taught us and what our lady's teaching us. Is action, not just laying around being merciful love, but real action that breaks every darkness. Prayer alone won't do it. Prayer gives you the strength to take that action and grow. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomics show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.